<laughs> Next thing I know, I'm jumping out a shorty window in front of a bus stop full of people, son. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, y'all should do a podcast for real. Yo, but like, what would we call the podcast, though? Boy, I don't even know, but it got to be something that represents us. Look, man. So here's the thing. So here's the thing. Yo, 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 we back again, back again, episode 49, what's going on, what's going on? Yo, 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 we it, we it. We got the So Here's The Thing guys here today. For those on YouTube, you can see we have someone different here today. We got a longtime friend, guy hailed from Brooklyn to all over the country from what I understand. All over the world, international. (laughs) We got our guy Diddy. That's good. Don't confuse him with love. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna chill with us today. He gonna vibe with us today. We got a little interesting episode. But before we start, y'all know the vibes. Uh, mental health check. How you doing, Daddy? I'm doing well, man. Thank you for asking. All right, Dre. What about you, you, big dog? I'm good, man. I'm good. Can't complain. Stairs. Yo, I'm having a very rough go at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a very rough go at it, but I'm I'm here. I'm alive, I'm above ground. Yeah, you know, word on the streets is back. You back on the streets, but yeah, you know. I'm, I'm back out here, man. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. back out here. Man. <laughs> I'm back out here. I'm gonna start taking submissions in a few weeks once I get my shit together. Side the streets mystery. I heard. I'm here though. All right, JP, how you? Alright. Oh shit, I put my phone up again. <laughs> but um, alright. I know we usually start with a scenario question, but I don't really want to start with a scenario, but I do have something I want to ask y'all. Uh, it's been a very heavy music week. I don't want to get into none of that shit, <laughs> but it did have me thinking about music. And my question to you guys was, because we, we still, we grew up on the tail end of physical albums, having to go buy albums from the store to tell end. We, it, was, it was streaming around, but... We still could go get a CD if we wanted to. For sure. So my question to you guys was, what was the first album, physical, you went and bought with your own money? And what was the last album, physical, you bought with your own money? I'm going to give y'all a little bit of time to think, so I'm going to start with mine, if that's cool. Yeah, good. All right. So just so we... I think, Jay, you should know this, but... The time was February 2003. Streets was ugly. Confessions. No. My mm. first album that I ever bought physically, it's close. It wasn't Confessions. My first album I bought physically was Get Rich or Die Trying. Mm. Mm. Now, I was listening to hip hop for a very long time before that, but that was the first album that was my money that I went and bought. My The last album I bought I had to make sure I write down the dates to get it right. Target times, June 2013. Great time and horrible time in our lives. That was a great time for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was two albums. They released the same week, and I bought both of them. Mm. It was J. Cole, Born Center, and Mac Miller yeah. watching TV, watching movies with the sound off. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, bought yeah, both yeah. of them the same day. Right. And it just reminded me of a good time, like, Actually going, getting the album, sitting there looking at the album art, reading the credits, like it was a good thing. I, I like I just seeing all this music come out now, it just made me think about that. And I was just wondering, like, I wanna hear from y'all. So Diddy, I'm gonna start with you if you can remember. What was the first album you bought with your money? Damn. 
I think Jay with Confessions. That was yeah, Stack saying Confessions brought me back. We had about four copies of that in the house. For some yeah. reason, my mother really needed four copies of <laughs> Confessions, and then I caught my own. The last joint <clears throat> it had to be Graduation. That was the last one. Had that on the Xbox, burned it. Dang. Yeah, Xbox One. Begged for that. I played um, Barry Bonds over mm-hmm. and over and over and over. So yeah, it was Usher and Kanye. Those are two good albums. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. What about you, Stairs? Uh my first album that I ever bought with my own money was Beanie Siegel to Be Coming. Hmm. Mm. That was like, cause you know what it was, I'm. You know, heavy with Jay Z and shit. Absolutely. But my uncle used to really like bring the music in, so ain't really no, no reason for him to for me to go buy a whole album. But I used to, me and So used to mess with this shorty that her mom used to work at Def Jam, and mm. she had the uh, the discount or whatever. And we had me and him went down there and got to be coming. The last album I bought, what it had to been. Good Kid, Mad City, but it wasn't a physical. It was straight digital. But the thing, do you remember the last physical album you actually? I don't, because I, I, I used to steal a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so it's blurred. Like I remember stealing Jaquan's album. Mm. Yeah, I, I remember you stole Jaquan's album. But I don't remember if I stole it from Shorty Crib. Now nah, I bought Jaquan's album. I know Hood I bought Hop? it. I bought Hood Hop. Yeah, I don't know mm. if I stole it from Shorty Crib or if I stole it from Virgin Atlantic on Four Deuce. But I remember in high school we used to go to Virgin Atlantic on Four oh, Deuce yeah. a, lot. a lot. So yeah, that was me. I don't remember the last physical because of the stealing. Dre, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> what was the yeah, first album you bought with your own bread? First album I bought with my own bread was Lil Bow Wow Beware the Dog. Mm. I knew you know what? what? I knew look, 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 look. Nah. Hey, man, y'all calm down, bro. He had the, <laughs> he had the streets on fire. He did, though. Y'all know it. He did. Y'all know what I'm saying? I, I remember say being in my living room, screaming this nigga name. I'm not happy about it. Looking you back. say that part either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee, With my dogs. Word. What about um, the last album you bought physically? Um, I remember I was working at Best Buy at the time. Y'all know I fuck with Big Sean Heavy, obviously. It better not be Big Sean. But it was, it was a, it was a Hall of Fame. You ever looked wow. into getting any of his vinyls? Hall of Fame, huh? You ever looked into getting any of his vinyls? I just ordered like five of them actually. Big Sean, honest. Now I ordered um one Big Sean. I ordered Good Kid, Mad City. Mm. Um, I ordered the Isaiah Rashad one. I want to look into that because uh, my homie Paul, shout out to Paul. Um, you gonna get back on your feet soon. But he had like a lot of he got a good collection of classic hip hop shit. Right yeah, I saw. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he got Forest Hill Drive, mm-hmm. uh, Nipsey shit, mm-hmm. Black Album. See, and, I'm mad that I didn't get a, a physical copy of Forest Hill Drive. Like the last physical J Cole album I have is Boy Center. Oh, okay. And it's such an annoyance to me now that I look back at it because I'm like, damn, I, you know how much how how I am when it comes to J Cole. So I'm actually about to look into getting these vinyls now. Right. Yo, in a way, I'm not too mad about the physical being like so like a dead technology because remember lugging around all those CDs, bro. I what? had a little CD case <laughs> with a CD player. Yeah, that shit used to be annoying. Yeah. Right. I had my whole 
history of music in my phone from 2000 and it's convenient it's convenient <laughs> it's convenient. It, it's convenient and it's easy but i must the nostalgia of it. it was just it was the experience yeah, yeah. like yeah. you remember we was working at target and i literally had to wait to the end of my shift to go buy J. Cole Born Center album. Because yeah, you same. can't buy it while you on the clock. Yeah, yeah. you remember yeah. going to these spots. Remember I brought a version earlier, but you remember like they had little spots, especially like in Target and Walmart. They, you can pre-listen to the albums. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. bro. Like I remember that, that shit was yeah. cool. Yeah. Bro, yeah. I did that for Get Rich Without Trying. They ain't gonna pass for COVID. <laughs> right. They, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's over that sick. now. <laughs> <laughs> but that was definitely like, it's like I said, just listening to the, all the new music that came out, and I'm not even just talking about Ye and Drake and all that other stuff, because plenty of other music came out. Yeah. And it was just like, damn, I remember a time where music being this anticipated, it would be lines out the store. Mm-hmm. You can't right. even get the headphones so you could get a quick listen in to see if something you like on there. Oh, damn, you just uh, reminded me. So it wasn't graduation. Which one was it? It was Cruel Summer. Mm. Cruel summer. summer, yeah, and uh, Best Buy, 14th Street, there overnight. That was weird. <laughs> that I would take time to just do that, but it was like you had to. Actually, that was most memorable, and then it was Rolling Papers with Khalifa. Oh yeah, I remember that was that. crazy too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he had it on. It was crazy. All the albums that dropped that had lines. If you think about those times, those artists was. They yeah, was going crazy. Like when you think about it, like it was a boom for sure. Music, yeah. music really means something to people. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I will say, it's like this is gonna sound insane, but I think it's two things in the world that's great unifiers for people. Music. The second one is a crazy one. Rice. Every culture eat rice. I don't know one culture that oh don't eat rice yet. Damn. Think about it, right? But blow your mind when you think about it, yeah. right? Yeah, music Uni- and rice. And rice. Uni- unification. Rice. We all just eat rice together, man. Damn. No problem. I never in my life said, come over to my crib. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, it's, but it's rice. It's always rice there, though. Right? It's rice yeah. there, though. Nah, you're right. Bro, I've never went over to anybody of any culture's crib and there wasn't rice. rice. It's just like, what else you put your meat with? <laughs> 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 but... We let's get back on topic. To be clear, I really ain't got nothing on topic, but cool. I got a bunch of questions. Nice. Just be chilling with the fellas. So that I'm was just a gonna, cool question, bro. I appreciate it, but yeah, like I said, yeah. I got a bunch of questions today. I just want to talk to the fellas here. Last week we had, uh, we had, we had the we had the shorties here. Shout out to Frenchie, Raven. What up? Shout out to Ray. But um, we got the fellas here today, so I definitely want to chop it up with y'all. Speaking of women, right? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna go there. Um, we've all spoken to women again we kind of grew up in the tail end of that era where you still had to really talk to girls face to face beautiful times it was great it was great i feel like it taught us a lot but we've all fumbled the bag at some point we've all you know missed out on a shorty for whatever reason right mm-hmm. my i specifically want to know about a time where you fumbled the bag being too nice not like mm. not not because you was pushing too hard, but you ain't push hard enough. Like you played it too, too in the cut, and that lost you the girl. Cause don't, those hurt the worst. No, nobody don't answer. Did he answer? <laughs> <laughs> Did he answer? I went to high school with Diddy. For the people that's not seeing him or know about our history, so a lot of these stories I know. 
firsthand. Damn. You could pick anyone you want, bro. <laughs> you said this was a common thing for you. Pick anyone you it want, really bro. It really was, though. Um, damn. <laughs> man. Man. It was a... Uh, that's like a mythological creature now at this point. Damn. When we was on a bus, me and... and, and Stacks, we used to go home when was it 46? Nah, the 46? Now, the 48 come down Clarkson, right? Yeah, yeah, 48. And at that time, I had a beautiful Spanish, gorgeous fire 6 1. Fire. Oh, she's still out here. Fire. Beautiful woman on him, son. Um, but then we would always go home, and it would be this one girl, French fries. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you sound like you want to tell a story. You <laughs> like Alice. It's a little cloud above my head, like saying Alice. Beautiful. Um, we didn't even know what school she went to. What was her nickname? French fries. French fries, cause she had the joints with the mambo sauce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was always on the bus. And that was like high school, ninth grade. I'm not with colorism or none of that, but we was where we were, and light skins were it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Light skins were there it. Were, there was a time. It was there a was time. There was a time. Um, I know we PO now, PC and all that now, but that's what it was. I got, got on the bus every day and saw she had a red hoodie. Red, red, red hoodie. Red Yeah, that hoodie. was the name. So it was Mambo. Right. It was French fries. And it, so French fries is a little sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had red hoodie. Red hoodie was bad. She used to get on right there on Sterling. Right. So bad. She was so bad. I was in a performance group that year. Mm-hmm. My girl at the time looked like her. Damn. So I was out here getting copies. Because she was so bad. And we never spoke to Queen ever on a bus. We get on the bus, we just stare at her and laugh. Because we was looking at little sis with the fries. It was clear, bro. And we could have been aggressive. But I also wasn't an aggressive homie. I had like yellow Armani exchange glasses. <laughs> we doing vocal coaching and shit at the school. And yeah, we doing ballet. Thing. So we was like playing cool. But I damn sure know after 10th, 11th grade, it got real nasty. Mm. So that one got away. She was bad, man. She's somewhere out here with a beautiful home probably. Yo, if you ever see this, it used to be on the 48 bus. <laughs> With your little sister with french fries. <laughs> you wore red hoodie all the time. Beautiful green eyes. Everything was yeah, just crazy. Oh, we we going to have all of the f- info for his Instagram everything, on here later. Everything. DM him. Everything. Please. It was it was very, very. Oh, yeah, he he back still in, He back you. in the streets too. Oh. <laughs> it's on record. Yeah, he back in the streets It's too. on record now. Got to get my divorce lawyer to uh, talk to you now. Right. <laughs> um, but that's my, my joint. Red my hoodie. Man, 46. Took it, took it a different way. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it 40, yeah, 48 bus red hoodie that was a joint I still think about that one red that was a dope story yeah Dre yeah, I'm seeing it I'm I, seeing it I don't know man uh, yeah it's come back to me I'm oh, trying to Dre, I'm trying Dre, to think bro. you are the nicest nigga come I know back that's you? what I'm saying I ain't got no specific stories I've always Jay, tell a story for Dre cause right, I know so. you got one <laughs> <laughs> come back to him this nigga is tripping bro I can think of like four people right now damn Hey man, you know what's the crazy part? It's not that he fumbled a bag; it's that he got a girl. Mm. 
So that automatically fumbles the bag. Yeah, you was being nice by being faithful to your girl. You can tell these stories. Tell these stories, Drake. See, we just I wouldn't line you up like that. Yeah, we just lined it up for you. Ball at the rim. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Look, he man. got too many to choose from. <laughs> Yo, it's Cut really, off. it's really a problem for me. Like that, I, I don't have, I don't have the stories. Huh? Damn, All right, Stace, we gonna, we gonna go to you. We, we gonna go to you. I ain't gonna put my man Dre on the spot like that. I get it, bro. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you gotta go home after this. Yeah, 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 yeah I know. True. I'm sorry, listeners. You, you the only one left. <laughs> That's true. But um, me, I. Being, I never was nice, bro. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I fumbled the bag for other shit, but I could say like, but that's why I removed nice. But that's why I specifically mm. said just not being as aggressive as you could have. Samantha Dumas. She used to live in Parkchester, and this nigga said her government name. <laughs> for real, like all on the west. Because I've been looking for her up until like a few years ago. I've been steady looking for her, mm. but it's over. Um, we used to work at the, we used to do the security guard training down in Bowery by the uh, Bowling Green Six Train Line over there. Yeah. So, Shorty, similar to what Red Hoodie was doing, she was giving me all the hints, but. Mm. I'm so shy and oblivious to when I'm getting those hints because again, you know us, when things are being handed, we just don't take it because it's like, you trying to line me up. But then, yep. Shorty invited me and my uncle to the crib. We get up there. I'm still playing my cool, calm shit. This is, this is actually the first and last time I played cool and calm by anything. Mm. From this moment on, I either was too aggressive or I don't want it at all. Like, I, you, you pick. But anyway, me and my uncle, shout out to C's. We went up to, um, he used to live in Parchester, so I went by him, and she lived like down the block. So we went to her crib, rolled up. She got this nice, fat ass friend over there for him at the time. Damn. Like, it was a son. God himself would have had to told me this is what's the setup. Because I don't know no more signs that she could have gave. She said, yo, man. Come in the room with us. Let them stay out here and smoke. I got my own weed in here. Went in the room with her. I'm sitting down on a bed. You was blind, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm, my uncle out there like, yo, this is for me? I'm like, apparently, nigga, I got this shorty. I know her. He like, all right, nigga, go do your thing. So my uncle out there, I'm pretty sure doing what he do. But he shy too, so I don't know if he fumbled the back or if I fumbled the back for both of us. But he still hate me to this day, so I'm assuming <laughs> I fumbled the back for both of us. I've had a nigga ruin some shit for both of us. <laughs> but um, I went in the room. I'm sitting on her bed. We rolled up. We smoking. I'm laying down. She like, yeah. She came on the bed. Then she hit. No, I'm lying. We were sitting on her computer desk. We rolled up. We smoked. And I was like, yo, my head's starting to get a little weird. So she was like, well, go lay down on the bed. So I go lay down on the bed, and she hit me with the, fa the, the most famous words females that want to fuck ever say. Don't get on my bed with your outside clothes. Mm -hmm. So she got you in your drawers. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and I'm just laying there, and we just chilling, talking, bro. And I'm like, the fuck is happening? I'm like, yo, I'm going to just go. Did I have a girl? I ain't no matter if I did. <laughs> <laughs> Details. Um, for the record, no, he did not have a girl. <laughs> but yeah, bro, like, I got up. My uncle, when I came out there, my uncle's on the couch with his head on shorty titties. I'm like, yo, we out, bro. And it was like, 
Why? And then Shorty never spoke to me again after that. Mm. And then, like I said, he still talk about that to this day. He don't fuck with me. See, my story's a little weird. Because there was a lot of, like, I feel like I got mad stories like this. And any of the recent ones I'm not going to talk to due to various reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's one specific I remember. I was had to be like 16, 17, high school. What made it weird was the the setting. The circumstances was cool, but in the moment I couldn't see how cool it was. Well, no, it just it just wasn't cool for me. I randomly messed with Shorty on a train, Broadway Junction, where all the bitches. Mm. Great times, women. Excuse me, whatever. Some of y'all bitches. <laughs> so, I um, I, I met her. I don't know if I was on the A or the J. I was somewhere, but I, I ran into Shorty on the train. We have a whole conversation, we cool, whatever, we exchange numbers, right? Mm-hmm. She tells me, yo, I'm staying home from school. One of these days, pull up. Say less. I remember, matter of fact, you know the day, Jay. Remember the day I pulled up on Soul Block and I came on Soul Block with those dunks, but it was the lime green ones, the lime green and white and yellow ones. Mm-hmm. And I had them in a box, and he was like, yo, where you, like, yeah, y'all yeah, was yeah, asking yeah, me about yeah, them. Yeah. I, I, can't, I bought them that morning. I went to Shorty Crib with them. Mm. I don't know why dumb young me, like, oh, yeah, I'm a killer with these. Just show, I just caught these. <laughs> I don't know why I did this, but I did that. I went to Shorty Crib. What fucked me up is she said, yo, come to the crib. I'm staying home. I walk in the door. Her sister's there, her mm. brother's there, her grandmother's home, her mother's home. The whole family is home. <laughs> so I'm I'm taken back because usually when a shorty say come through, I'm home. It's a free crib. It's a free crib. Empty, empty. So now I get in the crib. She like sit on the couch. So I'm sitting on the couch. I meet her entire family. And I'm like, all right. I thought I was coming to hit, but this is not what's <laughs> happening right now. So she offering me some foods bitch giving me spaghetti with hot dogs in it this bitch crazy <laughs> <laughs> it was a crazy That's time why you got your sneakers in the box <laughs> why you got your sneakers in a box no nah, because she dad was like oh what's these so i you know at this point i'm like i'm already committed to this i'm already committed, committed to this to the family <laughs> so i'm like i'm showing her she taking my her brother took my shoe and was like Yo, i'm gonna go show my homeboy i'm like so i'm about to kill him <laughs> A nigga took my shoe to the front of the building. It was like, yo, we gotta go get these. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? So then, all of this weird shit happens. Shorty go, yo, come in my room. So I, again, I come from, everybody knew my situation. My mom's was always home. So any girl I smashed, I had to smash at they crib. All the girls I messed with had to have a free crib. Because there was no way we were smashing at my crib. So she goes come in my room so i'm looking at her weird like yep your mom's is sitting right here and she like ah it's cool come in here mm. come in there close the door before i did that i found the brother i want to take my shoes with me. <laughs> <laughs> had a feeling we wore the same size and that would have created a whole nother issue so i get in the room she like put your stuff down yeah 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 she start kissing me crazy bro not one point i seen her lock this door the door was cracked now that I'm thinking about it. It wasn't even fully closed. She's jumping on me, kissing me. She's trying to, like, 
She's like, yo, let's let's do whatever. And I'm like, your entire family is outside <laughs> this door. How old were you? I was like 16, 17. Okay. And she's like, yeah, but they not going to come in here. And I'm like, like, I could not do it. I felt so odd just beating this shorty back out while her mom's out here. In the living room. Yeah, like, yeah. I felt so odd. And, I'm, and to this day, I was like... I like I as nasty as she was, I was like, oh, she was gonna give it up crazy in there. Yeah, she was. You, <laughs> she was used to, to that. Kill it? No, mm. another. Oh, okay. uh, like uh, like you. Apparently, I was a pussy, and that was the last time I ever spoke to her. She ever spoke to me. We just gonna keep going. That's a visit. Hey yeah. man. Oh yeah, I thought. I, I don't know something. what's happening, but they not belong. Yeah. I don't belong here. Yeah. So yeah. anyway. That was just the craziest shit in the world to me. Shooter, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) That was the craziest thing in the world to me. Because, again, I could have did it, and it was just like, I can't do this with your entire family out here. Yeah, you should have ruptured her spleen, bro. I would have did it. I'd have did it. I probably would have did it. Y'all were some savage niggas. Maybe I'm a different nigga. I was just like, nah, fam. I'd have did it. I can't do this. I'm good on that. I would have did it. I'd have did it for the the story. (laughs) (laughs) But you one of them thrill-seeking ass niggas. You like shit like that. I'd have did it. Cause think about it, you got a story to tell. Yo, bro, a brother came in, or a mom's came in. Yeah, nah. Mm. I feel like it was a horrible story telling it now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like it was. And they got like one line to the story. It's not even like a beautiful story. Nah, like I ain't wanna line. get in. I ain't wanna make up a story. I, had some sh- I told y'all about the shit in Tilden, nigga. I had to hide in the closet for an hour and a half. So I got mad, nigga. And just left. <laughs> bro, you see me climb out a window yeah, on Easter bro. Parkway. Wow. <laughs> Wow. It's still funny. Oh, oh my god. It's still funny. <laughs> Life is horrible. <laughs> we've been through some Situations. things. Yeah, like, we've been through some things, but I just I just was I, it was it was a crazy time, but moving on, let's go to another question, all right? This is something and I want men to take accountability, so I'm glad y'all here. Dre, you're gonna start this question. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm with that. Yeah, I apologize for the last no. question. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta understand. Like and I want men huh? to an- and I want men to answer for this. <laughs> what, what? Give me a reason why, or the reason in your opinion why? Why are men stupid? And I, I don't. I, I'm saying this blanketly, but li- li- get where I'm going. I've seen so many men do this. I've done it myself. Talk to a girl forever, like you, you hounding this shorty, you on her, like you doing, pulling out all the stops just to get her, <laughs> get her and play her. Right. What's the point of this? Like, why do we do that? Uh, ego boost. That's my opinion on it. Cause, uh, man, my aunt said that the other day, like perfect, like you know, perfectly. We just do things because it's kind of like a competition where we just want to see if we can achieve the goal, whatever that goal may be in the moment. You know what I'm saying? You may be chilling with your niggas or whatever the case may be. And you know, a shorty passed by a group of shorties, and one of your niggas challenge you, like, Yo, you want to go talk to type shit. If you're in a relationship, if you're single, something activates, and that's like, now nah, I'm about to go do this just to prove these niggas wrong. Like, all right, see, all of that makes sense to me what you said right there, but I'm talking about specifically the dude that is now you taking this girl on dates. You well, are it's, you are going through everything in your power to court this girl to make this girl not just fuck you but be your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then you get her, and the first thing you do is play her. Damn. Like what's what, what do we get out of that? 
Diddy, you seem like you got something to say. Talk to me. <laughs> I mean, um, damn, I kick it with so many uh, women and talk about this. And it's always like a, we go back and forth. It could be like psychology and where you was raised and all that. Absolutely. I think specifically for me, it was, I mean, I've done those things. I've been involved in those actions. All um, men have. We all have. 48 years ago. Yeah. 30 yeah. Years. <laughs> you know, 24 years ago. Very long ago. Yeah, very long. Um, yeah, it was, um, it's that carnal. I give mm. it to the carnal. I really, I've grown as I'm becoming more of a, an, an adult to understand lust for real. Mm. Lust for real is not a game. It's really not. I was talking to my homie the other day about this because he studies, you know, different religions and oh, theology. You know, all these different things about just how certain energies just be outside and they find you. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's one that's been just being an honest homie right now. It's just, just been one of my most struggling concepts is is lust for mm. sure. I'm not outside. I got integrity about my body because I don't want to be in anybody, you know whatever sinner getting tests every week but i definitely think when it comes to it's it's a mix it's like lust i think it's access access is very big as a man when you're in a situation where it's just something's presented to you and all the resources are there you don't gotta do too much even if you're happy even if everything's beautiful sometimes access and it and it's also i think just when it comes to you because i didn't been in situations where shit is real sweet unfortunately and then they would have been like, oh, we just off that week. We're going to take some time off. Mm. We ain't doing real well this week. But I didn't did all the things. I didn't, and trust me, Jay, no, I didn't flew. Went to the island. Went to the country. And it's just the idea of like, when it comes down for me, it's just self-control and discipline. Mm. And that lust word, man, that's a powerful motherfucking thing. For Absolutely. real. It's, it's not. It's, it's a reason why it's one of the seven deadly sins. I mean, Jay-Z. You know I mean, come on. like The, the strongest niggas have fallen to lust don't put it past anybody crazy anybody. crazy power crazy power so I would say for me at least personally is that just and also I also am a little comical with it when we was growing up we was just like little nerd niggas so it wasn't really like I wasn't in females facing interfacing women all the time it was Absolutely. normally just like this is my homegirl this is my homie and honestly when it started popping and mm-hmm. like you get that attraction you see it you know how your charisma worked and it just can't cut off because it's who you are Again, it's just like choices. And I, every woman I've been with, when I've had a situation like this, it really just came down to like, what were my choices at that time? And what's the risk management? And a lot of my risk management from young to now has been, it's, it's gotten better. Early is like, oh, shorty got to, you know, she looking at me a certain way, so I'm going to give it up, all hands off. And then it's like, okay, cool. She looking at me a certain way, but she might be looking at somebody else like that in five minutes. What mm. that mean? All right, cool. She's sucking on my finger, but she might just be turned on right now because she want to do that. And it could be any other homie in this room right now doing the same thing. So I got to start like playing Monopoly with the lust. Yo, where you hang out at? <laughs> <laughs> that, they, that they just suck finger. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm here, so I need to add. Can't disclose um, where we be with those things, but yeah, I would just say for me, it's just that lust shit, man, and, and really trying to control it and. Um, 
a lot like I said factors is, is it could be if you with your shorty for a long time and you satisfied some homies don't be satisfied they don't keep it a bill mm-hmm. they be home and they just be like yeah I'm happy with my shorty cause it's a mission and if you're not happy with how your mission set up something that come along and make your mission feel irrelevant you're gonna take that take that squeeze mm-hmm. my thing mm-hmm. is that post nut clarity once I bust I'm like yo <laughs> we, we talked I like about time this. travel like nigga what you do you gotta pay rent shorty sleeping you gotta tuck your phone and you gotta and I got tired of all that shit too like all that maneuvering all that James Bond shit so for a couple cheek six you know? Go on the mission at all. I'm gonna start the mission. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. You feel me? Right. So you send me the mission. I'm right. <laughs> you said don't even start the mission. Start it's right. It's it's true. All that Stay reflection shit. I mean, it's a combination of both, but I think it's more like in my perspective, I think it was from more like what Dre said with the ego thing. Because mm. a lot of the missions I've been on be straight ego shit, like like he said, when I when I was growing up, I was on some nerdy shit or whatever, whatever. And, you know, I'm short. All these things fighting against me. So, anytime that I see a situation where somebody tell me I can't or I know to make me look a certain way or whatever, I feel like I get in my own head. And, nah, I could get that. Mm. Or it's like with high school, like I always went after the ones that everybody couldn't get or... Everybody didn't see what I was seeing. Like, those is the ones. So, you do all of the things to get there. And when you get there, it's like, well, I did what I came to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it requires taking a girl on a date or three. But you get to a point where you get past the point of no return. And that's, like he said, that post-nut clarity. Because it's like, fuck. I could have stopped it here. Should have stopped it here. Well, we already had sex. I'm going to get in trouble either way. So let me continue to do this. <laughs> you feel me? But it starts off that way. Where it's like, let me just, if you ever had a toy, you just want to play with it. So I treat the courting process like that. Let me just see. Oh, I thought you were talking about women. I was about to say, you want your own, brother. No, no, no. You just want to, like I said, the courting process, I treat like that. Like, yo, let me just see. I had a girl tell me before, like, I'm not her type or her attraction is her man. And I literally, for the next couple weeks, showed her, your man ain't ain't it. Like, I, I can do this. Turn this off and on any chance I get, anytime I want. I can show you that. Or if you, like, you know girls that be like, yo, my man the best, this, that, and the third? I hear that and go... That's because you ain't meet me yet. <laughs> now tell me which me you want to meet so I could perform that for you. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's really it. Just ego. I'll go with ego. Yeah. See, for me, it's, I, I don't even know. Like, as we all just stated, like back in the day, my younger days, like, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I've, I've, I've dated a girl out of pure boredom. Mm-hmm. Like I had nothing going on She was the one willing to talk at the moment And I ain't had nothing that was going on So that was the one I just kind of spent my time with mm. Spent my days with Cause you know as dudes Like you know Women don't believe this But a lot of times Like I, sometimes I just want to go on a date I just want to go outside with some female company mm-hmm. So if you that one that's there consistently I was like alright why not And then that turned into a relationship And then it's like now I'm in this relationship I necessarily didn't want 
but I've I've committed to this already. I'm already here. And then that 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 leads me to the situation where like y'all all said like, damn, I'm not necessarily happy or fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So when I see something or someone that is gonna give me that happiness or fulfillment that I wanted, why wouldn't I jump at that opportunity? And then through an amazing journey in my life and my amazing journey through therapy, shout out to Dr. Campbell. She helped me realize a lot of things when it came to that. And um, like one of the biggest things I learned about myself is that I used to complain a lot about this, my, the way all my relationships went. And by no means do I think I'm the reason why most of my relationships failed. But I also didn't think I did the things I should have done to properly heal them when they were messed up. That's real. So at this point in my life, now I'm in a better place where it's like, I've had several shorties where I know I put the energy into, I put the time into, right? And I could have went whatever. I could have played games and I could have, but I'm like, why? If I'm not into this, if I'm not gonna, if I don't see a future with this, if I don't see whatever, I don't even want to waste my energy on it now. Because energy is real. Yeah, man. Energy is real. That's a real thing. And it's like, that's time I'm never going to get back. And I just hope at one point, at some point, you know, all men, because all, all anybody can ask anybody to do is grow. That's all you can ask anybody to do. True. Is grow. And I hope all men get to that point where they grow and realize, like, you don't got to play these games with, with a female. You know what I'm saying? If you're not into it, you could clearly say that. Yep. I think, Jay, from you, most of all, one thing I learned, like, is you could tell a girl straight up sometimes, like, yo, I don't want nothing serious but this. And more often than not, they'll respect the honesty and be like, all right, cool, let this be what it's going to be. And if they don't, the worst thing anybody could say to you is no. And that's it. Like that's something that's just, I just been thinking about. So I just wanted to get y'all 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 opinions on that. I'm sorry to get so deep. That was deep. <laughs> that's a prank on call. I'm sorry. I'm to saying get... I'm hot and <laughs> I'm starting thinking. <laughs> Maybe I did make the right decision. <laughs> uh, I'm not even sure why I have this. In yeah, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, no, I really don't know why I have this because I wrote a comment in my phone and I'm not sure why I have this, but I'm gonna ask it. I wrote that women ask if you're okay, but they don't really care. I think people do that. I, I think a lot of people do that, but I, I think if I'm remembering correctly, the reason why I asked this is, or the reason why I put this in my phone is. I, I remember seeing a situation where it's like similar to the situation. Remember we had the conversation we was talking about like no one really thinks about the man's perspective or the point of view when they're going through like a miscarriage and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Great conversation. It was a great conversation. But I, I think about that and like a lot of things a man goes through on a regular basis. Like we got to be out here. We got to be tough for the world we gotta survive we gotta do all this stuff provide and all that to make sure our families our lives our legacy our namesakes all that is good right mm-hmm. and 
I had a friend like break down to me. He's like, yo, I deal with all this stuff every day. And when I come home and my shorty asked me, hey, how was your day or how are you feeling? And I just say, okay. Nothing in her prompts her to go, nah, I don't, you don't look okay. Oh, yo, let me just give you a hug because you, you might need this. It's like a cry for help. And it's like, it made me, it made me think like, like you said, people, but when you're in a relationship, like, how would it feel if your girl was to just be like, hey, how are you? Are you good? And you clearly not good. And you just tell her, yeah, I'm fine. Like, you know, blink it. I'm fine. And she just let that go. Would you start to feel like, yo, they, she don't even really give a fuck? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, um, I chuck it back to, I don't know, like, I, how I was raised. I think we was all kind of raised like this. I was raised in a household where the man has to be strong. Absolutely. The man has to hold it down. I never really seen my dad, you know, struggle or, you know, be wandering around our house, you know, worrying about shit and stuff like that. So I think because of the way we was raised sometimes, we subconsciously don't even know that when they asking us these questions sometimes, we're automatically putting up a block that's familiar to them. So when we do say we good, they just take it for face value. Like, ah, you say he's good, he's good. You know what I'm saying? But that's what that's one thing that I had to learn about myself, which I said several times. I got to learn to express myself more and really say what I'm feeling. Because I used to do that all the time. Are you okay, Dre? Yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. Like, you know, this too will pass and all of that. But as I started using my words more and expressing myself more, now they become more open to the fact that you may be going through stuff and they need to dig a little deeper. So I think we need to, you know, do better in, in, you know, expressing ourselves as well, which we are now, you know what I'm saying? I think that, you know, a lot of conversations is being had and a lot of things is being discovered and things like that. So I think we're moving in that direction, but I think that's part of the reason why we kind of get that reaction sometimes. Mm. So it ain't really that they don't care. It may be more of how could we expect them to know something we never let them see before? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me get your thoughts, Diddy. Man, that's um. I mean, yeah, similar to what what he just said. My mom, single mom, so every day was like, you know, we gotta hustle, get things done. There's no problems here, unless the money's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And um, I've learned like a lot of my biggest problems have come from not it's funny when you talk a lot mm-hmm. you used to being a communicator but then when you get in your relationship you don't communicate as well there but everybody else you can go get a job you can go get some investments you could go talk to the bank about a loan you can go talk <clears throat> to this person at wendy's about your chicken sandwich and how they day going but when you step in your door with your queen there's a mute that happens the silence in that happens mm-hmm. and i think that's because i do think we need to talk more and like be more communicative but you also if that's your wig you like read me word yeah, yeah of course because your mama could pull up on you and be like but i know it's your mama but if we talking like partner partners mm-hmm. if somebody spend enough time with you and read your energy they gonna know if your back is slumped yeah. over today not good oh he came in he threw his shoes down a different way 
oh he came in his text was short so it's like you rely on those cues so you don't gotta get to the point where you gotta really give your all about a conversation because you expect your wife your girlfriend whoever to just be like oh something wrong with my we gotta sit we gotta but i think it could go 50 50. Mm-hmm. i think as black men you know there is it's, it's a lot to just walk up to someone and give you all and explain how you feel but i also think it's in a way it's beautiful that we expect someone to read our energy and hope that they understand where we're coming from because mm-hmm. i think that's human too that's when you get on the train the homie like this in the corner <laughs> you know he might want to scrap he might be on that time so it's like you want to really hope that the person you lay down with when you wake up they could just feel you mm-hmm. but sometimes they're gonna be like that and you don't know where they coming from they might be from a different culture where in the household daddy was talking daddy was like yo i'm drunk right now i don't really fuck with your moms go in the room and they seeing men talk so when you pull up and you're not really doing that there's like whoa and they're not gonna make you do it because they don't probably have the tools to do so because they pops and their brothers was always talking up and i think it's just like especially when you're living with somebody i think because my last situation i was in close proximity you just got two cultures constantly crashing it's like that they call that drag racing with them two parallel little mm-hmm. cars or whatever and they just speeding and every day you got to really hope that nobody can bust because y'all got two different origins pulling up it's like mm. a bee trying to rat with a bat it's like we both fly but i gotta pollinate you gotta sit in the dark how are we gonna make sure we both know that we still fly you know what i'm saying it's it's hard but i think i've been practicing with therapy too as well just talk that shit out like just life is so damn short using words and if you don't got the words keep it a bill like i don't know what to say to you right now but i'm not good mm-hmm. please back up going out of the room i'm about to take a walk i might go with my niggas we might go to the lucy and get some drinks we don't know but right now i need to feel all of this because if not it's gonna it's gonna mutate it's gonna start fucking with you and you're gonna resent me mm-hmm. and i gotta lay with you and one thing i really hate like doing is laying down angry on that fuck up your skin fuck up your breath and just fuck up your body your dinner got fucked up you gotta wake up stepping over her you like yeah, i'm going to the bathroom you just it's just angry i'm going to bed angry a lot bro. <laughs> and it don't feel good it don't feel good like yeah. i'm kind of in between kind of both of what y'all was saying mm. because i agree a hundred percent with dre like we definitely like you said we do need to communicate better as we, men yeah but i'm more leaning to what Diddy said because I feel like that. I've, I've felt like that before. I felt like, yo, it's me. You should, you supposed to know me better than anybody else. And it, it will, it will really blow my mind when I will run into one of my closest friends. Like, say I run into Stacks and I'm like, yo, what's good, bro? Yo, bro, you good? Cause you peep like, yo, something ain't right. And the person I'm contemplating spending my life with for months hasn't seen that I'm not right and again I don't maybe it's wrong to say like she don't care but I feel like and I hate to say it this way but I feel like damn this is your job to notice because if you come in here and I ask you a question and you give me an answer that's very short or weird or it just seemed like you got an attitude up yo what's wrong you good you need me to do it. All right, fine. You don't want to talk, but do you need anything? Mm-hmm. 
Like these are the things I would be trying to do when I was in those situations. And it's like, I could be sitting here miserable, like going through whatever. And you would see me sitting in the dark, just vibing because I'm not good. And instead of going, and I, you ask me like, hey, you good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm straight. And you just be like, all right, cool. I'm gonna just go out with my friends. Like, and that, that shit made me build a lot of resentment in those situations. But again, I agree with Dre a little bit. Like, there has to be a happy medium because I can't, I can't resent you for something that I've never expressed to you. Especially if in our, in most of our relationship, you've never seen this before. But then that makes me flip again because if you've never seen this before, that should cue you something's mm. wrong. It's like a big circle and it's so yeah. weird. That's a ball. <laughs> That's a ball. <laughs> That's true, man. Talk to me, Stax. Give me your thoughts. I agree with all y'all. But what I've been learning to do a lot lately is imagine it from their perspective. So on one end, yeah, like you should peep it because I'd make it my job to peep when the female that I'm with is upset or something's bothering her or Whatever, whatever the case is, I make it my business to investigate that. I'm not gonna push you, but I am gonna inquire. Like, hey, you, you alright? And then I'll say things like, don't lie, I know something's wrong. You can just tell me, like, yo, something's up. But then if you think of it, think about it, what I was point of view is like, like what you just said, like, you should know when I'm upset or whatever the case may be. But then you don't know what they're, what they're carrying. So if she goes, are you okay? You gotta take into account like she's carrying what she's carrying while preparing for whatever you, cause you may that may be the day you just black like oh the fuck da 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 all this time da 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 like you gotta prepare. She preparing for that. So when she asks you like it could be just that like prototypical thing to do like hey how was your day like how are you and it's like. If you gonna tell her, or it's weird because you don't want to just that be the day you just unload everything. So to your point, like yeah, you gotta communicate a little better. So there's never a buildup of things because the day that buildup overflow, maybe the day her buildup overflow, and now we had a a head, we had a you know we had a headstand. Cause now we, your feelings ain't more validated than mine and mine's ain't more validated than yours because you're gonna see it in your perspective and whatever the case may be so if she say you if she asks are you okay and you just go yeah i'm good that's like if you ain't want to talk you should just say hey i don't want to talk you can't blame her for how she react to what you said mm -hmm. whether it be her job or not they're like mm -hmm. you know for me like i gotta look at because when when i ask are you okay and you say no i'm out because you said no you feel me? Like, I've, I've done that before, and I was like, that ain't right, because I know something's up. Mm -hmm. And I try to, like, punish them in a way, like, what? especially, like, if I'm living with you, I punish you in a way, like, oh, continue my day. Like, put the game on, put the headphones on, ignore her. But do you think that's healthy? It's not. That's why I'm saying, like, to his point, communicate a little better just to make that a norm. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like, I remember, like, shorty one night, a little while ago just said hey, let's cut off everything just sit down so we sat on the bed indian style for some odd reason and just like just sat there for a while and then just in sitting there like we just 
we just tapped into some whole type of other shit where we just expressed ourselves and a deeper way. I just told her like mad shit was going on because nothing else was going on at that time. Couldn't see her, could feel her, but we just was sitting there. And then, like I said, like it just the communication came from out of that. But it's you just gotta find a medium because if you communicate often then maybe those cues you was talking about become more apparent right mm -hmm. you feel me it's, it's yeah. like that's what i'm thinking about lately like try not to hold things in because some people some people may say part of the part of what's bothering somebody part part of what's bothering them because they afraid like if they un, if they spill the whole thing you're not going to be able to take that and that's not your decision to make right absolutely <clears throat> you get me okay as someone who's been in relationships, I also want to say those sitting in the dark conversations, because I've done that before, just laid in the bed in the dark and just talk. Mm -hmm. Those have been some of the best conversations mm -hmm. because like, I feel like that, that aspect of not having to look at somebody and see their facial reactions Why to see things you yeah. say mm -hmm. helps because sometimes people are just genuinely surprised, but you'll take that surprised as like, you find what I'm saying is a problem or weird, and that makes you then we close Shut off, down. yeah. And it's a whole thing. So those in the dark conversations are really good, and I think more men should, and more couples and people in general should just do it. Mm. Oh, and to add too, because Drake, my fault for cutting you off. But no, no, guy, I was there. when he was talking, this was on my mind. When when you saying like you know the way we were raised, yeah. All three of us, all four of us have like similar upbringings, single mm -hmm. parent, whatever the case may be, except for you. Yeah, no, but. Mm -hmm. Even in that though, like you have a situation where your dad's walking around the crib, you do not know what's on this man's mind. As a kid, that's none of your business. You would never fathom it. Yeah. But you're a grown man now. Yeah. You have things on your mind for I sure. Think. Yeah. Is it healthy to continue in that way? Cause now you could go your pops. Like you could probably understand a little more why he made certain moves as you got older. But in that real time, it's better to me. It's better to know like what's going on. Cause then you may be able to cheer them up a little better or say something or do something to get their mind off of it or just give them some time like maybe showing him your badass report card at this time was probably the worst thing to do because he just yeah i mean like certain things like that like it's just like breaking the stigma of what we know to be the norm is very important yeah man because we don't know what they were like Charlemagne says it all the time our parents used to be people too mm -hmm. before they were our parents you feel me like they had a life absolutely they were doing things and all of that you got to think now that we adults because we there now we we are the grown-ups yeah. you feel me so when i'm at my little cousins running around the crib and pissing me off i just got to like hold back because they don't she don't know what's going on they don't know what's going on yeah like this shit is real couple years she gonna find out yeah right. mm -hmm. i'm gonna throw another question well it's to all y'all but says i'm throwing it right back to you real quick and this is like the last thing I got, but I, this has been like a real deep conversation. Yeah. And I feel like one thing we've all expressed is that we're trying to grow and be better. Mm -hmm. And in growing and be better, you want the generation that comes next and the people who are inspired by you mm. to be better. Mm -hmm. So as men, and it's men of all races, men of all orientations, whatever, as men, what do you think is a thing outside of communication? Because we've all been clear that communication is a thing men need to work on. Yeah. Outside of communication, what's a what's one thing from each of you that you think 
men need to work on just for themselves or yourself and for the people coming up behind you well, you know my favorite word is accountability work on your accountability so like to just I ain't going long talk you but if you're in a situation that you know not working leave it's gonna be hard you don't make like I said the other day things don't make sense till they do just hold yourself accountable if you know if you know you just pushing through anytime you gotta push through that's that's you fighting against the energy because it's supposed to flow even your life is supposed to just flow and whatever comes comes you deal with it however it comes but if you know if you know in the pit of your stomach something ain't right i'm not happy all the way i try to dress it in it's not working I'm trying doing this it's not working just leave Mm-hmm. Probably best for everybody. Reset. What about yeah. you, Dre? I mean, I'm a say, yeah. I say the same thing. Accountability. Um, yeah, yeah, but you gotta, you gotta get own. a different thing. Yeah, I was going. <laughs> <laughs> um, respect. I'm gonna say that's that's a good one. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say I'm gonna say work on respect. Yeah, you know what I'm saying respect. Respect yourself first. Um. That means, you know, make sure that you're prioritizing your mental health um, and, you know, respect those around you. You know what I'm saying? Those people that you associate yourself with, your family. If you got a girlfriend, respect your girlfriend. Just always start with respect. I think that's the foundation to a lot of things. And you move forward from there. All right. Diddy, what about you, big dog? I'm going to throw two things out. That's All okay. right. But it ain't going to be long. I think... Um, <clears throat> First thing would be discipline. Mm. Oh, big, yeah. big, big joint mm. for me. Just um, and applying it to all levels of your life. Mm-hmm. I think I'm, you know, we're often taught. <clears throat> I wouldn't say as men, but just period. You know, get your bag and work hard to get your goals achieved. Um, and that'll be about maybe 96 percent of your life. And you look at the way you may treat your lady, the way you treat your money, the way you treat your free time. You know, the way you treat your community might be frivolous, mm-hmm. but you're able to achieve a certain type of like attention with these other areas. And that sets your bar. So you think in, in our, our kind of accountability to that is the same thing with me. I'm very much so about achieving my goals and being dedicated that way. But then in other areas of my life, I may be a little bit loose. And that's what we talked about earlier with like temptation and lust and things like this. So mm-hmm. it's like, how can you apply that thing across the whole board? Have your shit just airtight. You don't got to be a soldier, be in the military, be in the Navy. But the second word I would say that would help with that is just integrity. Mm-hmm. Integrity as a man, 10 toes, always looking always. at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, um, I was watching Pastor Jake's the other day. He had this crazy um, scripture. I think it was Galatians. And he was like, um, every man should test their own actions against their, like every man should test their actions against their own. Mm-hmm. So you test your actions to you. And that's been helping me kind of flow into getting my discipline and my integrity together. Cause it's like, I try to, what's been helping me is just slowing down time with every decision. Mm. So I don't have to think about the context of, do I look stupid? Do I, you know, 
somebody gonna think I'm an idiot. You know, I done made decisions where I done fucked up money, I done fucked up lives. But if I think if I had more respect, accountability, but also also had more integrity about how the way I moved, and not having a partial integrity, a partial discipline, probably wouldn't be in the situations I ended up with. Mm. So I think it's um, definitely just discipline, cause like just being way more attentive to when them energies coming that's trying to throw you off because when you tend and you just got your things rocking can't nothing take you off your rocker mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. I really hate seeing men or just any human being just be so caught up in a situation you feel alienated you got to react to it outside of your character mm-hmm. and getting outside of your character is crazy because you don't know who that person is and what they do because you've never been outside your character exactly so they might do whatever to get back into character and then you get bad situations going to jail queen got a story she got to go and tell the world about you you know, or, or two people that are, in, I was right, uh, texting to my man this morning. He was like, what happened with, you know, just where you are? And I said, it really hurts when you see two intelligent people not have romance. Mm. Two creative, beautiful, intelligent people. You know, we all in here, you know, we in the engineering studio. I'm sure all y'all work in the creative arts in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, like we smart as fuck, but we can't make this work. That shit hurt. Yeah. But then it's like the J, you know, know when to call it quits and when you got to push through this power versus force, you know, are we forcing through this or are we using our power to pay attention to what works? Mm-hmm. All of those is deep. But I think, <laughs> nah, but um, like, oh, nah, I'm not even on the funny shit. Like all of those is powerful. And I think the oh, for mine, the last one, and this is for men and this is for like all the men out here right now and all the men coming up, the young men who are becoming men. This is gonna sound a little weird, but learn to be more selfish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Selfishness is important sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like as a man, it's gonna be a lot on you, yep. especially to provide for your woman, provide for your family, provide for your kids if you got them, mm-hmm. provide for like you know everybody know me like that's that's who I that's how I've always been my entire life. I take care of my little brothers, I take care of my my daughter, I take care of my mom, I take care of my girl. Like these are all the things that I do, and it's like. I've learned, especially, like I said, through uh, uh, my life as a journey and through my journey through therapy, sometimes you have to be selfish. Mm-hmm. No one can expect anything from you if you can never get your two feet down mm-hmm. and plant it because you wasn't selfish enough to take that time for you. Mm-hmm. And it ain't even just financially, it's also just selfish with your time, selfish with your energy. I know you want to be there for everybody, I know you want to do everything you can, but sometimes you got to put you first. Mm-hmm. Cause yep. you in the best mind state is the way you can be the best for everybody else. Yep. Yep. And and that's just it, man. Just try and be a little more selfish. Try and have a little more accountability. Try and have a little more respect. Try and have the best integrity you can. And what was the other one? And said? be disciplined. Discipline. Have discipline, man. Mm-hmm. That's all the message right we want to put out there for all the men out there and all the young men coming up. I like it. Well put, too. Well put, man. Um. So like I said earlier My man Diddy here What's good man My man Well traveled Well you know Deep into the creative space I've been I've been trying to get him up here For a little minute Because Most of the things I like My endeavors in life That I start I like to get his input Because of Who he is mentally And who he is creatively uh, Tell a story or tell him I seen this man 
he has this painting. It called it's called um Africa in America or something Damn. like that. Is oh, it that? That memory crazy. Is yeah, that elephant, one? nigga. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the reason that That's I crazy, remember boy. that is because in the in the conception of it, it's just like a blank ass sheet of paper with like couple stick figures in the corner. I guess this was like his, you know, brainstorming process. But he told me the idea, and to see it come through to fruition, and to see it being hung in museums. And being exhibited, or it, it it went worldwide at this point, didn't it? Nah, I ain't had nothing fly yet, but put that on wax so the energy could just go into. All the right, <laughs> I know it traveled around the boroughs and it yeah, traveled around. around the, yeah, yeah, for sure. But anyway, my man Diddy here, and I wanted to get in. You know what I mean? Just get him around y'all so y'all could feel some of this energy and get to know the person that I know. Y'all hear me talk about him all the time. Absolutely, because sure. it's one of them, like I said, it's my little bro. We grew up together, high school, walking through the, walking through the streets and shit, doing the blackouts. It's my man's for a long time, and I always, like I said, I always lean on him, creatively because of what he does. But he had us in mind for um, an app that he got, he's developing or whatever. He basically anything he does, he want to put like figure out how. So here's the thing, could, you know, fit in. So I just wanted to bring him on here. So he can talk to y'all directly and the listeners to see how he helped. And he's been a silent partner in our de- in our development. When we thought about the so here's the thing, um, COVID relief thing. He was a part of it. Mm. He was the first one. Much he was appreciated. The first one silently just donated the bread here, bro. Mm. I I was just talking to two and I t- I would happen to speak to him and I was like, yo, we might give some aid out. He's like, alright, just give me a cash app and I'll send the bread tomorrow. Dope. And he did that. And I ain't even asked You feel me? Friends <laughs> Anyway I just Real wanted him friends. to talk to y'all Just, just so Tell us what you got going on Tell yeah. us what you into oh, Tell man. us what you do First of all Okay That's hard um, to tell I'm God's son That's crazy <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I'm about to eat that tatter Actually on my face No um, No He said no Yeah I already no. got one so I'm about to get on the side uh, These are all Um <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I, I'm a, I guess it's hard to, I'm just a storyteller, I believe. Mm-hmm. We all get that purpose. Um, it's funny, Pure Souls is on right now, it's funny as fuck. Um, but yeah, just storytelling. I think um, I've been doing this for about maybe like 10, maybe about nine, 10 years now. It's been a mix of things. So I started off first painting, mm-hmm. getting that working, doing, doing installs and doing, getting that working. Um, and God is just so great because everything I've ever stepped into, it taught me about something else that I needed to do. So I started in painting. Then my aunt, I think my mom's had got um, had a cancer scare. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I don't got no pictures of my family that I took. So I picked up the camera, started taking pictures. Picked up the camera. Then everybody, you know, started understanding like the way I see pictures and the blocking and all that. So I started doing, you know, art direction. Then I went from art direction to set design, set design to film. So I can't really say specifically what I am, but I just like to tell stories, man, and, and, and honor my ancestors. You're an real. artist in the broad that's, sense. Yeah. That's why it was hard to introduce him, because <laughs> this man, yo, so he said all that shit he just said, but in that he just said there's a suicide prevention project, mm. there's a community outreach situation mm. there's continental travel with all of this tied in mm. like, it's so much shit this man does bro it's, it's, 
I can't even fathom Thank this you, shit. bro. Thank you. <laughs> like, from what I'm gathering, like I said, in my, and from what I'm hearing, like, it seems like you are artist in a broad sense. Yeah, not, right on. Not yeah. specific to one area. Mm -hmm. It's just, you just, art is your life. Right. And you see the world as art. Mm hmm. So tell us, all right, we get that that's, you're an artist in the broad sense. What's, right. what's the current thing you're working on? Uh, man, I work on like 80 things at a time. Cause I just, man. Well, the, well, the first couple that's coming in the forefront. First couple. Tell, them, tell them about the app idea. Right. So, uh, I got a joint in my mom's called Rainy Day. I'm put that on wax. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really about, you know, I know so many different artists from being where <clears throat> I've been from, you know, going to probably going to graduate school, not going. There are homies that I know that are making like really great work and getting paid, you know, around the world. And I was sitting down with my mom. So my mom was having, she was 19. And I was like, yeah, it was crazy. Cause when I talk to you, you got so many ideas. She wants to do DIY for the hood. She wants, she watches DIY like that channel where they like build shit from yeah. scratch. My mom likes interior design. I mean, she just threw my little brother's birthday party and it's a, a scaled local thing, but she threw it in the backyard, put the tent up, did a paint and sip. You know, my mom's is an event organizer and she was really pleased. Like, I'm watching her soul get fed because she ain't eat that night. What she got fed from was everyone just being happy. And mm. that's what's inside my soul. So, you know, I sat down with her. I was like, you had dreams, what you wanted to do? And she told me about some things she wanted to do. I was like, man, did I kind of like undercut that because you had to choose me or your dreams? And it's always been a thing for me to get back to my mama. So I sat down and I was like, man, it's crazy. I MIT, you know, Parsons and, you know, uh, I've been in fashion for a little bit. I worked through like, you know, Comrade Garçon and all that shit. And it's just these pockets of the game that are very broke, very depraved. And you got people like having, you know, incredible brands on Instagram, but they're not making no money. They're not generating mm -hmm. no revenue. Mm -hmm. um, and in the art world, it's like that. And I always thought, like, you know, if you go to, like, MIT, again, Brown Temple, you get courses that are funded by big corporations, you know, ExxonMobil, all these really, you know, modernized science institutions that are like, we want the next to come out here, Cornell. And they get paid when they think of ingenuity, when they think about new ideas. And I was like, why is it in the art world? You can wake up with a new idea, but you got to struggle to get it seen. You got to struggle to get it made. You got to ask one place that's already has a thousand other people asking for money to give you money and then you got to go to the curator and you got to ask for a show you got to keep asking for permission and i felt like it was because i think in like a lot of these courses in the schools they don't really teach entrepreneurship that's really important that's the only thing that's really helped me because i know homies that are like no nah, i can't get no job like i'm just straight this right here but it's like is that sustainable for you as an, a grown adult walking outside to say, I'm gonna be in my studio every day, I'm eat bread and water, you can't do that. And mm -hmm. I had a real good talk with one of my friends, her name is uh, China, and he's like, I see you doing your thing, you doing whatever you're doing, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm stick it out. She said, why, why, why stick it out? You can have a bottom line. And when I heard that, I was like, whoa, I never thought about how, you know, Macy's got a bottom line, always selling Tom Ford and Ralph Lauren perfume, you know. Comme des always selling them converses with a little heart on them. Everybody got a bottom line, but when it comes to art, don't have one. Mm. Shoot all your shots on your pieces. Make your show, pray somebody come and collect it, go home, be happy. But they don't tell you about gratuity. They don't tell you about keeping that money going. That's why the NFT game is so crazy, because you can sell 
a piece and get 10%, 20%, depending on what your contract is, and bring it back. But this information's in the game, but it's so loosely based. So I went to my mom's and I was like, it's, I got homies making 50K off a show. I got homies making $10 off yeah. prints. They both need to talk to each other. Because one person doing something right, the other person doing something right. And they can learn from each other. Absolutely. I, um, and that's really just one of the things that I've been thinking about. Because it's like, the level of success you really need to survive, you know, your rent might be 2000 and if you got 20 prints for ten dollars you kind of right. you sell that in a month it don't gotta be you gotta go straight to the gallery and sell that one painting so it's like diversifying how you look at your own catalog i don't think that gets taught a lot also in art school they probably get business management classes but they don't tell you how you should probably get a logo you should probably get uh, understanding how marketing works because you're about to step into an instagram world where everything you spent 10 to 20 hours in the studio working on is going to get collapsed into a pixel for 24 hours with nobody gonna care after tomorrow mm. how you gonna do that how you gonna keep that money moving when you know right now everything's so instant oatmeal so I went to my mom's and I was like let's just have people come on and talk about what they do um, <clears throat> and then connect resources so I know some artists that got CPAs over in like Australia you know and then that CPA might have a firm that wants to work with lower end artists but if we're not talking to each other and also in the art world people don't be yapping I know you know Steve Jobs looking at what you know Microsoft doing Bezos looking at what Richard Branson doing but in the art world everybody's so cute fashion everybody cute we don't want to talk but it's like they talking for us so my biggest thing was like the collectors they buying the work and they flying to Miami having dinner but we back in the studio under the hours and then if you ask me who my collector is I go oh I can't tell you but best believe your collector and my collector just did the Bahamas and they talking about how they about to run up our numbers but I can't talk to you about my collector because that's just not cold. So I'm trying to just disenfranchise that whole fucking cool. We need to break that cool down. Niggas need money, man. This art shit is it's expensive. Wood is expensive. Canvas is expensive. Electricity is like just plugging your computer in the wall. I mean, JP, no, this shit fucking bumping voltage right now. <laughs> so you gotta like, you, you gotta be smart about just where you putting your shit in. I hate to see creative, hard thinkers broke. That hurts my heart a lot. That makes me actually, I could tear up right now. I don't like that shit, bro. Because every other industry, somebody wake up with a new idea in the tech world. I'll wake up and make a fucking doggy tree app. Bring doggy trees to your fucking doorhouse or your fucking doorknob. I could get a hundred M's off just one pitch. But you could spend 20 years in the studio and never get a show and get broke. And then if you don't got your estate right, you don't got to be rich to have an estate. My aunt left me her estate and it wasn't organized. So I had to like fight family members to figure out what it was and all this other shit. It's like we just... None of that cool shit, man. These white folk, they got banks with trusts and wills inside. That ain't no joke when they spin that big ass door and take that little box out. You talk about black artists and community. It's so disenfranchised. I just want to congeal it. We deserve more. We need more. And we give too much to the culture now. That's a fact. Yeah. So that's just one joint. Rainy day. I'm that. telling you, bro. This nigga got too much shit. This nigga got too much shit, bro. But that's my most, like, soulful thing. I feel like that's, you know, what I was driven to do. And then beyond that, you know, I got books coming out and, and, and paintings and releasing and photos coming out and films coming out soon. So, but all of that, again, if I can't get back, I mean, shit to me. I'm not even impressed by the art world or who's in that bitch. I don't give a fuck. I'm in this bitch. 
And I got homies that died for me to be in this. My aunt died, man, for me to be where I am now. She left me a studio when I was 11 years old. She didn't even know I was a paint. I was gonna grow up and paint. She was like, I'm gonna give you a space just to make your shit. And I remember when I had my first show in Harlem at David Adjay's building in Sugar Hill. My aunt, when we was making a fence at Home Depot, my aunt held that wood. She was 72 years old. She had the, held the wood and took it in the saw thing for me, just guided it. And I'm like, man, I got, you know, I've been telling my homies, I, I can hear my aunt in heaven with the beads in her hand, sitting at the right hand, praying for me. That's the energy, that's my source. So, yeah. Now, where you go from there? <laughs> where, where you go from there? Nah, I, I, I appreciate hearing that. I appreciate hearing that for the most part because I know many kids, when I was a kid, like growing up, they were artistic kids. Mm-hmm. They were they were creatives Mm -hmm. and because of their culture whatever they wherever they grew up at like they didn't have that support system to let them live their dream and do the things they want to do and that's one thing i i'm moving forward as i'm trying to input with my kids you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying like i want to give my kids the freedom and the space to be whoever they want to be and do whatever they want to do and i want i want to i'm glad to hear you say that to hear somebody so passionate to want to hear and see that for other people Mm -hmm. just because i've seen so many people get forced into man i gotta go to school that's either i gotta go to school to go to school or get a job that's what my mom told me or you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and i feel like more more parents and more people in general just need to Give people the opportunity to be themselves mm-hmm. and to, to do what they want to do because you never know what this person may inspire and what this person may create in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very yeah. true. It, it was very inspirational for real, for real. Um, and I feel like everybody, every individual has something that makes them unique and makes them special. Um, we all have, you know, different talents and things like that. So to hear you say that, you know, you're trying to bridge that gap and, you know, create a platform or, you know, just create an area where, you know, we can display our artwork and you know reap the benefits of it is you know definitely that's that's definitely inspirational like i'm am- admirable so no thank you king thank you yeah that's my dog man <laughs> and, hey yeah um, shout out to jay for seeing me man this is like <laughs> nah, you're my, you're bro, my myth is bleak for real man. Told you, told you if i could get you here so they could just feel the energy you could see so when i say yo did he want us to move on this or he want our input here they felt they felt what you were saying you feel mm-hmm. me because yeah. i know like i said we, we had those like talks where we you know the conception talks where we right. talk about ideas but for me to just come back and tell them niggas they might not get it right away so hearing it from the source i mean most more than likely they was gonna move when i move anyway right because we, we all run together it's so a family it is what it yeah. is but hearing it from you and letting the listeners get a peep of what we thinking about it we trying to go is a good one so for anybody out there that wanna who either need information or just uh someone to talk to when it comes to this or they want to see your work or see what you got going on how can they see you how can they reach you how can they get in contact with you the best way um is instagram it's like the new roladex it's my full name anthony jamari thomas a-n-t-h-o-n-y-j-a-m-a-r-i-t-h-o-m-a-s um Miscontact me. I'm I'm here to talk. I'm not I'm not a, a Samaritan, but I'm definitely here to talk, man. It's, if I got anything, it's my tongue. And it's funny. I sent this song over to you. Yeah, no. my tongue too for the yeah. For, <laughs> yeah, not like that though. But you, it's just a squint. It's funny. I sent you sent you this song. This was the song that um uh played during my aunt's funeral. 
Rest in peace, Nana. Man. And it's crazy just R. thinking R. about. Thank you guys. Yeah, just thinking about. She was the best, man. How moments change. Like this song used to make me read. Like I just be wilding, crying, Silent. going crazy. And now it's like I get charged up when I hear it. Mm. It's insane. That energy. Yeah, right? that I energy get so turned the fuck up. Like it's like I can hear that before anything, and I'll fuck it up viciously. Anna told me no when I asked her to rent me a car. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "Boy, you crazy." Anyway, that, that was the one, Mister like, Yeah, yeah. That, that sound like another one. I definitely do. Um, this sound, this actually sounds like the perfect song to go out on. Right. Um, but again, we would love to hear from y'all. We would love y'all feedback, especially after this seem un, unwittingly intense episode. <laughs> uh, we definitely want to get y'all comments and y'all y'all um, review. So definitely hit us at uh, Facebook and Twitter at SHTT Pod. You know, we very active on Instagram at so here's the thing dot pod. If the social media thing ain't your thing, you can always reach us out. Reach out to us at so here's the thing at yahoo.com. Yeah, man, you know, as always, check out the visuals on YouTube. We at So Here's the Thing Podcast on YouTube. Definitely encourage y'all to check out the reactions, you know what I'm saying? Check out the outfits and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then we're on all audio platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that so here's the thing. Oh, real quick, Jay, before you go, uh, Diddy, one more time. Just give them give your Instagram so they know where to meet you. All right, Anthony Jamari Thomas. Anthony Jamari Thomas. You can just hit me up. Add me. It's open. And like I said, I'm down for talking to anybody. Just um, just follow your soul and, and just look at where your sources lie. Don't take from a lot of rivers that you don't know where the water coming from. Just protect your own and know you got ancestors and angels praying for your for your success remember that even if on earth it feels lost you got somebody praying for you and with that said stizzy out steal your <laughs> it's your boy too i'ma leave y'all with this if you're going through hell keep going why would you want to stop in hell mm. we out mm. that boy's boring today <laughs> that's about lit <laughs>